What's going on, Elevator Gang? Uh, it's your boy, Danky. Hey, yo, yo, uh, yo, yo. That's your boy, Teed. Teed, Teed, Teed. This week on the podcast, we had uh, the 2017 Saskatchewan Wanderer, Andrew Hiltz, on the podcast um, to just kind of continue our conversation with Saskatchewan and kind of our, our province and where we come from and whatever else. Fuck, and who gives cool, a fuck? That's one cool ass motherfucker. Yeah, he was a super chill dude. Awesome. Um, really, really um, just has so many cool experiences that he's had. He's He's been a part of through his 29 years on this planet Earth. He kills it. And we drank a lot of Pilsner and we talked about Saskatchewan. Yep. So it was it was really good. Um, just to let you guys know, you can follow us on Instagram at the Elevators Podcast. Um, hit us up on Facebook. Facebook is kind of the place where we like to uh, encourage you guys to engage. If you guys have your thoughts and opinions, uh, put them on Facebook. Uh, we love to hear uh, respectful debates. We know you guys don't always agree with our outlandish fucking shit. So, uh, so yeah, go ahead to Facebook and um, engage with us. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you guys get your podcasts. Um, we have a new episode every single Monday. Um, and, yeah, thank you guys for listening. And without further ado, let's get into it. I think like we'll try and start locally with sponsors and like, dude, this is all so new to us. Like, we, really we, don't, we don't even know. It what doesn't. We're doing. It yeah. doesn't look like it at yeah. all. No, but like That's we, he's doing. He's we, uh, he's the organizer. I'm just the. I come. No, we just we uh we wanted to sound good because we're both like musicians and like we both hate. Like I hate a podcast that sounds like shit. Yeah. So fucking right. Yeah. That's pretty fun, man. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. Like. It's definitely a learning experience doing this shit. Like, I feel like this is podcast material right here. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, buddy. Well, we're recording there, Oh, buds, we are. So. Hey, oh, hey, hey, we've been the recording old, for the past five minutes. The oh. old catfish. Welcome to the show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm on the radio. I That's love so it. Funny. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being here, Andrew. Yeah, this dude, is awesome, dude. man. It's nice to meet you. Uh, well, I know we met one time, I think, other when we were eating somewhere. He doesn't. You guys both don't remember. Is that tea tree? Tea tree, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, that was their foe is on. That's my spot, dude. Like it was yesterday. Okay, I got a new spot I've just been introduced to. You guys got to check out if you haven't. For it's sure. called Quan Non. Oh, where's no. that? And it's right on our Arcola and Vic. Nice. Next to, the, oh, yeah. next to the 7 Eleven. I nice. love that shit. Hold on to your dicks. It, <laughs> yes, <laughs> just yes please. It, it'll they'll nice. get blown right off. Oh, I love What's it. What's it called? Toe to toe with uh, tea tree. Um, Quan Non. Dude, don't to toe with tea tree. That's a bold statement. Holy I, shit. You I, love tea tree? The guy that introduced me to tea tree took me there. Oh shit. And he said, you tell me, I think he was leaning tea tree, but I was like, I don't know. Oh, shit. Yeah. Nice. Know, but like I, different strokes for different folks. I yeah. Guess. But that being said, I've only eaten at each place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've eaten at tea tree like three times. That was the only <laughs> time I've ate there based on the one thing I've had <laughs> on the menu. What'd you have? Sometimes that's all it takes uh, though, man. I don't even know what it was. That's a know. funny thing. The guy I went with is, uh, he knows his stuff and he's just like, 
yeah, the 36, I think it was. I think it was the 36, the 30. actually. Oh, yeah, I know. There are always numbers, what's, eh? what's your number at Tea Tree again? 34, man. 34. Spice, spicy, spicy beef. Spicy beef. Oh. What do you get? I think you that's get, actually like, what I get. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's, yeah. Is it the soup? It's Oh, yeah, big time. Oh, I fucking yeah. love the soup. Did you, I think I swapped mine for egg noodles, though. Don't oh, ask shit. Why. I think somebody told me do swap it like, like 34 egg noodles yeah oh, sweet. i always get the rice bowl and i just dump the rice into the soup it's so nice Interesting. Be good. i'll eat anything that asians put in front of me <laughs> yeah <laughs> the thing that. is man it tears apart my bum hole so bad that i literally i can't you gotta I just can't it. do it you dude. just gotta embrace it man. <laughs> I, I i like it's like an occasional treat that i allow myself to have like twice a year yeah. otherwise it's just awful um i uh I can usually handle it. My guts are pretty good in that sense. My uh, my hoop can usually handle things. <laughs> I, I, I had a uh, I had the ghost pepper sauce on tacos at Leo's, and I was just shaking out just like a little touch. And I yeah, it was yeah. the old ketchup bottle trick where I'm just smashing the bottom of it, and it all just dumped out oh, no. on my oh, no. on my Taco Tuesday. And I'm like, this thing was two dollars. I'm not wasting it. I'm gonna eat this thing. Spiciest bug. No word of a lie. The next morning, I literally woke up in pain at 4 a.m. Oh. To a fart. Oh my god! <laughs> I swear to God, I was just like, "That's unreal." Never in my life. I've been telling like Thai restaurants to give me as hot as you can make it, and I've never experienced Dude, that. I didn't even know that's possible. You know what's uh, funny about that is, last week we went to OJ's. I've had a painful fart before, for sure. I had the Pacific Rim noodle bowl, and I got it nice. extra spicy. That fuck, I love that soup. Um, and I, Tony was making fun of me all night. He's like, that's going to be a spicy shit the next day. And literally, as soon as we got back here, I went and took a shit. And it was a sp- literally a spicy shit. Oh, yeah. My bum hole, man, was like like screaming of spice. Oh, for sure. I never man. thought that that was like a thing. It does that, man. You have to embrace that. I honestly. It's part of the meal. I've never had that happen to me, though. Like, yeah. I eat spicy shit all the time. Yeah. And I've never had it come out my bum hole like like seriously burning you do have to embrace it as part of the meal though you go in and that's just part of the experience it's part of the experience 100 <laughs> percent. yeah exactly <laughs> spicy bum. <butthole, laughs> spicy bum uh, yeah so what do you do here in, oh, man. in regina man in the world i am a videographer i guess that's probably what i call myself i work for tourism saskatchewan i do a lot of freelance work but more than anything i would say i focus and specialize in videography aspect of content creation Mm -hmm. that's sick man how'd you get into it just stumbled upon it through the saskatchewan program actually that's kind of how i got into this whole like whirlwind i'm in right now is just literally fluking out getting a job as the province's official travel blogger so so for the listeners what is saskatchewan yeah so the saskatchewan is a government-funded program year after year they bring in a new person so you do a term from Whatever, I was the 2016 blogger, and you do photography, videography. 16? Oh, we said 17. No, you said no, 17. What did I say? I'm, you said 17. 16. Oh, you did said I say 16? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did. If I could turn. So were you the first one? <laughs> <laughs> if I could turn. It's all good. We're only human here. <laughs> so I was the, I was like the, I was the seventh. The seventh? The sixth? Holy shit. Let me think about that. Do, do yeah. You, do you been, not know? 
what you were. <laughs> <laughs> just well, there's that, overlap. There's that, one girl who did it for a few years. So oh, I'm like it was counting. That, uh, so there was, was that's actually crazy. Andrew, Jeff, Caitlin, Caitlin, Ashlyn, Neil. Oh, yeah. Cool. So I was uh, cool. I was number six, I right. guess, but seventh year. Seventh year. So yeah. when you did the Wander program, did you know anything about videography at the time? The video that I created and filmed to apply for the job, which was to. fucking hilarious, dude. I watched <laughs> it. I can't remember when I watched it, but I thought it was so funny, dude. Like <laughs> clever. It's. Uh, I appreciate you know, that. Yeah. Interv- like interviews is like anti. Interview about like why he should be the Saskatchewan. No way. He, he like plays. What was she? She actually is the She's principal teacher, of yeah. my school that oh, I went shit. to. Oh shit. So I uh, interviewed her good. and my nephew and my grandma and stuff and just a bunch of kind of silly stuff like oh, that. Cool, was, and you uh, put it together in like an acting kind of way. Pieced it together. So yeah, basically, like I knew I wasn't the strongest videographer, I wasn't the strongest yeah, yeah. photographer, but I knew I could like lean heavily on the fact that I was just a full blown goofball in the yeah, program. Having absolutely, had somebody man. who was just like yeah. willing to be an idiot for the year and kind yeah, of yeah. just embrace it. Yeah. So I leaned on that quite heavily, and it ended up paying off. But uh, so. Up in, Yes. Did they did they contact you and like like how did you you submit the video? It's a whole application process. A whole process. You submit it, and then what was like the like? How did they approach you? So it was actually it was it took quite a while to hear back because year I did it, they had I can't remember what was going on. Something within the government because it's a government position, and I actually submitted my application video, my resume, my cover, like the full deal. You got to send in. Didn't hear back. I submitted that at the start of November. Didn't hear back till like the first week of December saying that I could go, like they wanted me in for an interview and it was like the 14th of December when I went in. So it's getting close to Christmas. I don't have a plan for the new year. Holy shit. Like I had all my eggs in one basket. Like I was literally like. I feel like you got to do that. Yeah. I was, my dad had asked me like what my plan was and if I didn't get the job and I'm like, (laughs) there's no plan. I'm getting this job. Classic dad. So what what, what were you doing before that? So before that, I bounced over all over quite a bit. I was in, um, but the most recent job I had was at, <laughs> sat with SAS Power, just doing like real grunt, dirty work for cash to travel, basically. Like I'd work yeah. overhauls. I'd work for 12, 13 hour days for 30 days straight, make a big chunk of cash and, and then, then just, just leave chill. for three or four months. So I was living in Vancouver for a number of years. And then before that, I was floating around and you are a typical Saskatchewan. you know how to work hard i've uh, that's how we do it here man yeah it's uh there's no messing around i've done it all i've been in agriculture i've been no in way. power industry it's been it's where been are you uh, from cornac saskatchewan cornac nice. ever been i was asked people and some people look I've, at me like what do you think i'm stupid of i've been, been for hockey when right. I used to play hockey yeah. back in the day, I would go to Cornac. And What's your model number? What year are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I think am. I've uh, ever been. Is that private information? No, ninety. I'm pretty yeah, old. We would have went how toe to toe. I'm an eighty-nine. Nice. Holy shit! So I'm eighty-seven. Dude, 87? how crazy is that? I was to a little think about. We probably fucking played hockey well, against yeah, each other. Yeah, definitely. You're that's probably crazy. one of those pricks from Moose Jaw. Oh, <laughs> dude, you have a red helmet. I don't even remember. I can tell you. I can tell you, he was a prick. I was definitely a prick, though. You hated him if yeah. you played him. I had like that you, short man's you attitude. Son of a bitch. So, so you're 89. Yeah, 89. So you are 20, 29. 29, yeah. 29. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck, you've done a lot, man. That's awesome. Yeah, well, to be honest, all the jobs that I worked before, kind of this last few years where I kind of just decided, okay, I want to start pursuing something that I actually enjoy, gave a shit about yeah. up, up until that point. It was really like, I don't know. And I kind of had this attitude like, 
whatever I'm supposed to do with my life will fall on my lap kind of thing. Like if I do this, if I just hang out, if I travel, if I have fun for like, and just do these things for long enough, eventually It'll that happen. career, I'll meet someone that's basically like introduces me to this. That's kind of what I thought. And then I got, came back home, didn't really have a lot going on career wise and was just like, okay, I got to actually do something. If I want to be a photographer, videographer, did you want to be, I got to start doing that. I was interested in it. Like it was something that I always liked doing when I traveled, I carried around a camera, but it mm-hmm. was like, this is you coming back from van. Yeah. Like when I was out in van, I'd, I'd lug around a camera, but I didn't have a pro camera or nothing. Like yeah. I would borrow my ex at the time. I would take her kind of like t- rebel out into the mountains when I was hiking take and take some, some photos and stuff and just be like, Oh man, look at that. Didn't yeah. realize that it was like, I just had the aperture cranked like wide, Still, uh, <laughs> like I, wide open. I'm like, Oh, the leaf's crisp and everything's blurry. <laughs> I'm a photographer, man. Dude, but I feel like that's the beauty of photography is like, that's when it's like super fun is when you're like just learning and it's like, Oh my God, like I made that image look like that. 100%. And then little do you know, your camera's on auto and your camera made it look like that. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. That's usually how I do it. What'd you do in van then? 100%. I was a bartender. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I went what out bar? there. I was working at a bar called Rosie's on Robson, which is about a block away if you've ever been from been Canada Place. So okay. you know where the library is? Big Coliseum looking thing? I think I know where Rosie's on Robson is actually. So it's a, it's an OJ's now. They tore it down when I left and redesigned it and built it into Jeez. an OJ's, but just the sickest little pub you ever went to. It was like, it looked like the set of Cheers when you walked in. No our way, our clientele That's was sick. like English old ladies and then it. like drunk old men. And then we'd get like <laughs> shit storms of people when concerts and stuff were going on. But you know, nice. when you're living in like a city like that, bartending's a way to go. Oh man, I had I so think much so. fun. That's how you meet people. That's how you meet them, man. It was so much fun. Cause I went there, like I, two reasons. I obviously like, I wanted to get to know the like new city kind of thing. I actually wanted to try bartending. That was something I always had. Cool. Cool. In. Yeah. And that's awesome, man. But uh, I wanted to hike. So I just wanted to get, and I'd never Love lived it. in the mountains. So I would literally, I'd wake up, Gross, sweat out it. my hung, like hangover, climbed every like hike on the North shore. Love it. Be back at like, be back at work for five o'clock. Nice. And then just what year did you live there? What years? That was 2014. I moved out there, moved Jeez. back in 2016. I would have been gone by that point. I lived there from 2010 to 2013. I lived there in so. 2016. What part of the city? For three months. I, uh, I went nice. to school there. I went to SFU. So I lived, uh, like kind of all over, but like Burnaby, I lived on Burnaby mountain to start. And then I lived kind of like Burquitlam. And then like right, right by the PE was like my last oh. kind of place, like literally right there. So decent kind of out and PE is that considered East? Like, is that East Van or is that Burnaby? That's kind of like, it's There's kind of where, where, the line. Yeah, that is where the it bridges. Sign? Yeah. And I honestly loved living there because like I was far enough away from the city, but so easy to get there. It's one bus and you're right downtown. Oh yeah. Big time. So it was great. You just take the N35 at like four in the morning after a night out. And it was so fun, man. I like, I think about van all the time. So fun there. So you said you were from Cornac. Yeah. Um, did you go to elementary and high school there? Yeah. One school, K to 12. One school, K to 12. School. Yeah. How did you oh, venture out? Like, did you venture from Cornac to Regina? I didn't know. Like I went to school moving to Moose Jaw for me when I was holy shit was a big deal when I graduated. Sias or what? Sias Palliser Campus. Nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. What'd you take? I took uh, marketing. Nice. Yeah. So I did two years of that. Not so, the, so you're working in what you took, I guess. 
Yeah. Kind yeah, of, well, sure. sort of. Yeah. In no, a way. I'd say I say marketing is kind of the bones of everything. The majority of like the hands-on technical stuff mm-hmm. off of YouTube. You got a lot yeah. of followers on Instagram. No, really. <laughs> I pulled like I pulled like a thousand over. I was over just gonna from, say, uh, make sure you plug us if you do. You oh, fucking yeah, loser! loser. Yeah. You're such a fucking loser. <laughs> we'll throw it on there. Like, there's there's probably a good solid thirty to forty people who care, <laughs> yeah, who care enough about like <laughs> my opinion on there. <laughs> that's funny. exactly. Like, hey man, that's awesome though. That's sweet. And oh, then from marketing, you. So you go from Kornak, you did your, your elementary years, you did your high school years, you travel to Moosja, where we're doing this episode right now, where Frank and I are from, you you go into Polytech, yep. and then uh, what happened from there? You, you, you finished your marketing degree? Yeah, finished my marketing degree, graduated, and then I actually moved home for what I said at the time was for the summer to save up some cash before I... Kind yeah. of decided I wanted one last summer at home with all my friends and family and stuff. And then I was going to find a marketing job in the city and kind of do that. So I ended up getting a job kind of in agricultural sales, but more so just at a grain elevator doing like loading trains and doing a lot of kind of manual, manual labor. Loved, loved what I was doing. Loved the people I work with and, and met. And I uh, had a boss who would give me time to travel. Love nice. it. So I'd work, save up, save up. He'd give me two months off. I'd go to Europe work for like, 10, yeah. 10 months, kind of save up cash, yeah. mm-hmm. go to Australia yeah, for a couple off. months work. So I just got addicted to traveling and just was comfortable. I play hockey through the winters. And Did just, you have a girlfriend at this time? Ah, uh, never a long term. Yeah, well, that's one. a no. good idea because that's how you <laughs> that's were able to idea. do all that shit. <laughs> Jesus, so, <laughs> I was never able to do that. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so you you were in Cornac doing this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I would sneak away and travel, just like just one kind of considerable trip a year amongst like yeah. just kind of little getaways and stuff. But uh, that was good. So I did that for a few years, and then it was just one of those things where I wasn't super content. I wanted to try something different and there wasn't a lot of options down in Cornac other than like the power plant and yeah. the mine, which, uh, the trades, I just was never kind of that interested in the, the trades. local corner store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, see, you seem like you're more of like a creative type and I'm the same way. Like I, I would not be able to do that forever. Dude. I don't know how, like a small town, when I drive into a small town like that, I'm just, how big is it? Suicide is on my mind. 700 people. Like 700, 700? Yeah. small town. It's small. Man. Awesome. I, I love it though. Like That's it's one cool, of those yeah. things where it's like, I, Dude, I can't, I'm so, I'm stoked. Like I'm going home this weekend and it's like, yeah, there's, I miss it. Um, but I would definitely miss things that I'm used to in the city now. Doing, if I went back, yeah. like, I don't think I'd be able to, um, Unless I could somehow do the work that I'm doing and live in yeah. some kind of random place like that. But a guy gets used to a lot of what you can get yeah. in the cities. 100%. Man, we were we were talking about that though, how Saskatchewan has this way when you're when you're born and raised here, the place that you're from, no matter what qualms you might have with it, there's something about it that is super comforting and amazing when you go there. And the fact that you just said like your your you know, your hometown is seven hundred people and you still love it. Um, there's something amazing in that and there's something super Saskatchewan about that. Oh yeah, 100%. And like with the Saskatchewan job, one of the biggest takeaways for me was how every town had that same feel. Like if I had never been to say Priestville 
and I rolled in for like the mushers rendezvous, like dog sled races. People would take me in and I'd go to a cabaret and I'd just start drinking pills and they're shooting the shit with people best. in Priestville. And all of a sudden I'm You're like, best it, it feels like I'm literally at Cornac at a cabaret right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. And then over the course of the year, it was like every single town. Like my Amazing. one of my last write-ups was like Saskatchewan is, it's probably set off, but Saskatchewan's one big small town. Like, I love every, it. Everywhere sure, you go. So I love it. And that's awesome. what we were talking about too. Like it's almost like one big rural society yeah. of like a community of people who just like know each other, who are super family oriented, polite, awesome, and just want to be friends. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And even the biggest cities are like that, you know, like you have cliques and groups and stuff within the cities, obviously. Of like, course. Yeah. Like anywhere but i think in the grand scheme of things coming from vancouver it's like regina and saskatoon are these small towns like yeah it's 100%. Uh, you obviously won't know everybody in the community but if you want to do something and have an impact in moose jar in regina there's like a, there's a chance you can do that for like sure you can make a difference just kind of helping out in these communities and kind of make a name for yourself yeah. relatively quick within saskatchewan like it speeds oh, things for along. sure man. that's amazing that you made a name for yourself in sas like, so then so from uh from the saskatchewan once you got that job like what was it like because i'm super like genuinely curious like was it as fun as it seems like it would be obviously like the editing and the the time that it takes to just basic social media management is a lot of time but like the actual work like traveling to different place to different place doing interviews with different person to different person like what's it like yeah it's uh it could be borderline overwhelming and the the competitive nature in me when i started i set hefty goals for the program and where i wanted to take it because obviously it's a government funded thing and no one says you have to put in a hundred and however many hours in a week they say it's a 40 hour work week job if i worked 40 hours a week during that job yeah, i would put out it. four tweets a week and just keep up to emails kind of yeah. thing like Dude, it's just that's insane so did you actually <coughs> not have a fucking day off i would take days my so here's the thing i would literally i enjoy videography and photography enough that when i was out filming in my mind that was that was like the day off so if yeah. i was at and there was a lot of times like there's days where you could edit a video and have some beers or have somebody like right. go on a trip or a road trip and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And I took, I took one week off. I snuck away and I backed up enough content that I could post while I was away. And I went to a friend's wedding out in BC for the week and just hung out and relaxed. Cool. And I needed one that because it was like oh, no, borderline Buddy, crazy. I'm, I'm at that point in my life right now, dude. Oh, you gotta, you gotta do it. And the first thing I told the Kevin Dunn, who's the current wanderer when he started, I'm like, don't try to keep up to me because Neil was trying to keep up with Ashlyn. I was trying to yeah. like keep up to Neil and the program has gotten so more much hours and more hours. Like, if you think in one year you personally need to produce 65 two minute videos yeah. plus everything else you're crazy i'm like oh, put out right. a video every like month yeah. is like a reasonable thing like with tourism now if i put out two three videos a month i feel like i'm just a boss yeah yeah it's like holy shit yeah for sure i think that like um with a job like that and even with my photography and stuff i feel like i'm starting to learn more and more how to work smart instead of work hard that but is... then i have like these moments dude where like right now where it's just non-stop work and you definitely need to get away. Like that's like more important 
than pushing shit out all the time is the getting away and coming back fresh. That's something I learned along the way as well. And just not being in the profession of being creative for money was never something I had had to do before. So I, I I learned as the year went on that it was like, if this isn't coming, if I can't figure out this video, me sitting here and trying to scratch my head about it till three in the morning isn't going to solve anything. If I go to bed right now, wake up, break a sweat, like go for a run, just get my head out of whatever it is I'm struggling with. That's when the idea comes. Something natural will come. Yeah. That's when it comes. I'm sure with music or with like with anything, with anything, I think. And and, and it's all over. It doesn't even matter how much you love it. After a while, it's, it it become, if you're getting paid for it, it's, it becomes a job and, and it's, it's a really, I guess it's kind of a shitty thing, but it's true. I mean, um, the more and more you do something that doesn't necessarily align with exactly how you want to be doing it, um, it just becomes a fucking job like anything. Yeah. And yeah. then it becomes hard. But when you, um, the first month you get Sask Wanderer, the interview went awesome. They call you. It's like, here, this is what you're doing. Here's the first month. This is where you need to go. Um, what was that first learning process like of traveling around Saskatchewan and and actually just jumping into it um, that first week or two or month or whatever? Uh, I want to know kind of how that felt. Yeah, like that's one of the funniest things about it is I get they announced that I'm the Saskatchewander. It's like seems like the whole world knows like I'm just stoked. I'm just waiting to like drive away in that car and just have vehicles honking. <laughs> they give you the just, car, right? Yeah. So you, you don't gotta, have to pay for you gas. You got to decked out. No, they oh, cover good, all, good, good. all your travel expenses. I love it. I love it. So I'm just sitting there like, oh, this is sweet. Go to CAA to pick up the car. They're like, oh, the decals aren't ready. So uh, <laughs> so <laughs> you got you to use your own vehicle, which I'm like, okay, sweet. My car... I didn't have, it was in the shop. So I'm driving my dad's like 1999 F-150. <laughs> <laughs> I go up to Saskatoon to meet a guy for this story. He backs out. He can't do it. So that morning I'm like, holy shit, I have to do my first Saskatchewan story. And I have no idea what I'm going to do. Jesus. So I'm just like sitting there scratching my head. I'm like, I'll, I'll hit the streets and I'll just ask people what they'd do if they were the Saskatchewan. And I'm like, I'll meet a bunch of people. I'll just edit. it. It'll be a quick cut. I'm like, this is genius. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So I hit the streets and I'm just going to the university ready to meet a hundred people and just be like, Hey, what's up? You ever heard of the Saskatchewan? (laughs) That's me. (laughs) (laughs) I I rock up in my dad's F-150. Put up, go roll out and like trying to figure out how to set up the tribe pod don't even know how the microphones work never use yeah. like these kind of pro- so you had no knowledge before like from my own gear i knew how to i use i edited on gopro studios i shot yeah. with a fuji xt1 that had no like the focus on a fuji xt1 yeah. was it, non-existent at the time sure. it's a good camera but for photography not yeah really for for video. for video it was brutal so i got this canon 80d and they set me up with like a they give a, you it? a mic set not to keep for but you to you use, use for the year oh, yeah that's cool that's a great camera so you get some decent gear so i'm trying to figure out these microphones and i got a lapel and then i got like <laughs> i got the handheld like and i'm just like holy like bluetooth <laughs> what's going on here and it's like it's january like 10th it's freezing cold and i'm outside of my truck oh, <laughs> and, like, 
park, like paying for parking. They're like, well, so I'll figure funny. this out. And then like the first people I walk up to, I finally get everything set up. I'm like, hey, have you ever heard of the Saskatchewan program before? They're like, no. And just keep walking. I'm like, oh, that's weird. That must be like the only people in the province who've never heard of this before. <laughs> so like the next group comes and I'm like, hey, you guys are familiar with the Saskatchewan program? They're like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, it's a government fund. And they're just like, walk away because it's so cold. So funny. And I'm like, holy shit. Holy so shit. I literally, like, it was like one in 10 people were willing oh, to do an interview. Man. In the freezing and cold. And like one in 20 actually knew what the Wanderer program was. Wow. And then my mentality at the time was like, okay, this is actually sweet. What does that tell you? Because I was like, don't let yourself get discouraged this early. I'm like, that tells you that out of every 20 people, 19 of them are or potential followers yeah so it's your job to do i'm like i'm gonna cry like if i if every one of these people doesn't know about this program by the end of the year i've failed like this is a challenge that is the attitude to have when you get assigned to something like that like that's fucking unreal so they give you full creative freedom to just do whatever you want or do they have like did they give you assignments they it's a it's a mix but it's actually i was super surprised how flexible it was because they um you work under, so it's Tourism Saskatchewan, the Ministry of Parks, the Ministry of Economy, and the Ministry of Ag. So they each want a specific amount of stories yeah. each month. And yeah. like with the Ministry of Economy, they pretty much say, we want you to do a story on like the tech industry in Saskatchewan. With <laughs> agriculture, they'll be like, could you do a story on like sunflower seeds or these things? Yeah. And obviously, if you have a better idea, they're open to it. But for the most part... I would just focus on planning like my fun trips that I would want to do yeah. for the festivals. And then I'd go to the monthly meetings and egg would be like, okay, could you do a story on like this farmer? We'll set you up, just go film and edit us a video. So oh. I was like, yeah, rock and roll. I'll That's do that. Cool. So, but they were pretty flexible. That's good. So, so you could use it despite the fact that it was overwhelming and you obviously had to jump in and, and it was, you could still use your own creative mind in in the whole process you could still kind of do your thing so sask was pretty good with that yeah they made it uh they made it really good the funny thing because i'd write blogs for most of the big stories i do and if i was bad at videography and photography when i started writing was my weakest really Really? (laughs) my brother's like my brother's a writer my brother's a genius so like every post for the first six months was Frank like, knows what that's, that's like. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it in touch with yeah. the, the yeah. smart older brother. Yeah, but it was like, I'm like, yeah. hey, okay. is this, is this one sentence? Like, is that okay? Like, is there, should I have a comma in that? Or did yeah. I use that right? So you, <laughs> is like, your brother older or younger? He's older. Yeah. So you he's, guys close? He's 85. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's 85. He's 1985. <laughs> yeah. So he's a few. Oh, I thought you meant he's like So, so he's 32. Five years old. He's 32 years old. Oh, cool. Turning 32 close? this month. Nice. Yeah, cool. very close. Right on. Sorry to interrupt anyways. I just... Um, I'm like genuinely curious though how you like... You were kind of... You kind of like faked it until you like made it then. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what that's, it's all about, man. Honestly, I feel like that's the best way to that's learn. That's what we're that's, doing that's right ex- now. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally, dude. 100%. And that's literally how I started with photography too. I just pretended like I knew what I was doing. And oh, that's... You just... You have to. Anything. <laughs> literally just courage over confidence. Yeah, all exactly. day every day like be uh be brave enough to dive in head first cross bridges when you get there mm-hmm. worry about the consequences and 90 percent of the time it's rock and roll people trust you so you hit the road on in sask okay yeah. so after this um 
semi-disastrous U of R experience that went on <laughs> yeah. um, of, of like one in 10 people who would actually be interviewed by you, um, you hit the road. So you're going to hit the road and you're getting paid and, and you're gone a lot and you're, you're making all these random trips to rural places here in Sask. Um, what's that like? What's staying in a new random place in Sask all the time and, and trying to think of content and trying to develop your creative self while being in these small ass places. Oh man. I, I loved it. Like to this day, I miss, miss hotels. Like I, I, it's honestly, it's still a thought. Opposite. It's still a thought in my head when I wake up in the morning to brush my teeth and use this like electric toothbrush that I, I got for it. Christmas. It still bothers me that I use that like 90% of the time now, whereas yeah, yeah. I would use that. That was like a treat when I was home and I could use the electric toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> I like miss my shitty little like totally. carry on bag. I'm oh, like everything okay. in yeah, my yeah. kitchen is, or everything in my bathroom is unpacked <laughs> so and like in, traveler, in shelves. I'm like, I get so excited when I get to leave for like yeah. seven or eight Do days. Do you get to travel out still? With, With this job, I go on a content trip, probably a month. So yeah. sometimes What's it could be like two days. The Back in September, I went on like a, 12 day trip up north which was yeah that was fucking dude i was howling at your stories like (laughs) you you had like uh dude do i need to follow you or what well you know i I need to follow you (laughs) all right now we'll follow each other (laughs) dude but you had like this one story i remember because it was about the fucked up weather that was happening (laughs) that was dude i was i was howling because it was like sunny at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day it was literally snowing it was like if like six different times throughout the day it would be like beautiful blue sky That's day so to complete shitstorm to like foggy smog rainy that sounds like Saskatchewan to like oh it was yeah. but it was so weird when was that like September yeah it was September it was snowing on like snowing the 20th in September. and I was yeah, I was yeah, touring yeah. around like travel writers from all over the world so there was a yeah, guy from fun, like there's a guy from England that had never been to Saskatchewan for a woman from That's France crazy. like a guy Jesus. from like Explore magazine from Vancouver blah 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 That's Sweet. So they're experiencing Saskatchewan for the first time. Oh, what are I'm you like, like the guide? I got to fill in. I was like a, a <coughs> we call it hosting. So when travel media comes, there's a woman whose job is to like go out and host these people, make sure they have a good time, like yeah. introduce them to all the connections and stuff. Yeah, which I say is the best job in be fun in tourism, like just, funner than mine because you just literally get to get, go. Like it's just like you want to go to the best restaurant in yeah, the yeah, let's go eat the best food. So you can write an article about it. <laughs> let's take you for there. Sure. That's sweet. So if you could, um, in the whole Saskatchewan thing, before um, you got the job where you're currently at, while while you were doing it, what was your impression of Saskatchewan? And was was it what you thought it would be or was it more? Did you, was there something significant that maybe you learned from from being the Saskatchewan wonder? Oh, 100%. Like I, everyone says going into that job, all the people, the people, and that's true. Like you're, you're obviously going to meet thousands of incredible sure. people that literally change your life and like mm-hmm. inspire you. And you still every, talk to some of them? Oh, absolutely. Like Love I, it. honestly, like some of my like closest friends that I made in the last, like a number of years are people last year. Amazing. But, uh, one of the big things outside of that, just to go a little bit deeper, that Do surprised it, me was we get was, deep here. Was well, it was, I guess it's not. It's <laughs> oh, it's if not I that deep. To, Sorry. If I stuck to people, 
it would probably be deeper in that, <laughs> in that way. But to go like beyond that, food was the, the surprising. Oh, cool. Food surprised me in a really? big way because I I came from Vancouver and when I moved out to Vancouver, I didn't give a shit about the food I ate. Yeah, that and was then, like me too, man. And but, I'm sad about it. But like after after being there for a while and like working in restaurants and bars and stuff, that's like how I that's what Learned I spent my money it. on. That was like what I. Yeah loved so i'd be craft breweries distilleries and food if i had an extra hundred bucks in my pocket at the end of the week i w- was going to spend it on food yeah. and i justified that in my mind nine mm-hmm. times out of ten mm-hmm. so moving back to saskatchewan i was like oh the food i'm gonna miss vancouver's food scene there's nothing like blah blah oh. blah came back and it was like ukrainian holy shit there's what, <laughs> like what what would you say uh what would you say surprised you about the food here? The like, variety, the diversity, the variety. and the quality of it. Like Fuck I, I had up. pictured like Saskatchewan's food scene as being like what I had kind of grown up with, and no, like no offense to like the small town kind of like cheeseburgers and fries. Yeah, like exact like same rank food, exact same menu kind of thing. Yeah, which is special in its own way for sure. There's some fucking epic <coughs> joints around Saskatchewan that have that but there was a lot of places within some of the bigger cities and even in some of the small towns that were putting out food that would go toe to toe with some of like the best restaurants oh for sure you'd man. find yeah. like it, plus there's like a lot of culture here in Sask there's a lot of Ukrainian here man oh big time oh uh, so you and you're in those rural towns so you experience some of probably the best Ukrainian food you could just ever think of living in pierogies oh yeah. love it <laughs> Dude, give it to me I, I went to this restaurant in La Flesh. I forget what it was called I shot a wedding there and I was actually blown away at how amazing it was. Like, they had, like, beet soup that was literally from, like, Martha's Garden. You know what I mean? Like, it was, was probably a- the best restaurant I've eaten at in the last year. And it was in La Flesh, Saskatchewan, like, the smallest little town. Love it. That's okay. I'm gonna I wish look, I knew. I'm going to look that up because i Dude, I wish been. I knew the name. It's, like, it starts with a T, like, Triago or... You know, I no, think. I think that Travago's like a travel. No, that's oh yeah, that's the Travago. Travago. Yeah. Should have tucked in his shoe. Dude, I'm gonna find out what that is because that uh, honestly, that restaurant needs a shout out. I have a question about um, about you're on the road. It's crazy. You're doing all of these awesome things. You are um, meeting all these cool people. You're in small town after small town, or or Saskatoon, or wherever you are in, in Saskatchewan. Is there ever a day where you're like, I can't do this? Like, I li- literally need to lay in bed all day because I can't do another meeting. <laughs> like, what are the down moments? Yeah, to be to be completely honest, I will. The only reason that I kept my head above water last year was literally an app called Headspace. I nice. use. Yeah, I, I heard about that, that every night, that. man. I use yeah, it every like, single night. So when I um when I realized that I got the job the position i think on like the 15th i was going into christmas and i was so excited and nervous and like oh my god like they actually hired me i don't know how holy to do shit. any of this yeah. shit. <laughs> like, i was super confident but now all of a sudden fuck. everything's fucking all of a sudden I, and then now it's like, time to fake it till i make yeah, it like yeah. i'm watching stuff i'm like okay like just the in, or like the facebook following is a full stadium at mosaic I know, so dude. i'm like sitting there i'm like holy, holy shit fuck. like know. this is ridiculous That's that many crazy. people are gonna see so i started to oh get really anxious Nervous. and like 
it was that was one thing but just the ideas like all the things that i wanted to do i would literally wouldn't fall asleep till four in the morning just overwhelm yourself because i'd be rolling over just like i couldn't shut my brain off and i started to read books on like on meditation and trying to find out and like listening to podcasts and people that like just that are talking about how crucial that is in just like overall well-being man i can't imagine so headspace did you pay for it oh yeah big time did you i was doing i had a because i'm debating whether or not i should do that now dude worth it so i'm on my sit my second year of it but i've fallen off the wagon this year bad. Really? yeah like because well, i no, just because it's a little more chill your life's yeah. a little yeah. more chill but i used it i used it to get to bed i think i had like a hundred and i went to jan lake in august and didn't have cell service for three days and i broke my streak Really? <laughs> but it was like since I started, I was doing at least like kind of 10 minutes a day. Dude, I literally do it every single day because yeah. and it has helped me immensely. Like, Oof. like it's ridiculous. Like I'm, I'm so eight, like, was it super hard for you to get into? Like um, how's, where's your brain sit on a level of like fucking Tasmanian devil to super chills? Oh, it's the furthest thing from chill. Like as far away from chill as you could imagine. Like I will literally lay in bed and ramble off idea after idea until last night i laid in bed till 4 a.m just thinking i went to bed at like 10 and (laughs) i was literally just in bed for it and i even had headspace on for like an hour and i still couldn't sleep it's yeah it's it's a helpless feeling when headspace can't even put you to sleep dude and now that that you say that i definitely seen your thing you have a chick narrate your headspace oh yeah no that's that's the sleep cast so they oh. headspace now. I don't know if See, you've I used it recently. Used, no, that's how off the wagon yeah. I am. Yeah. So they have a sleep cast section where they, it's like, I don't even know how to explain it. They have like different, um, I guess, environments. One's like a laundromat. Like another one's like uh, they're outside at the beachcombers. And then she just will say like. Um, like that sounds cool. And now just imagine your breath in your knees. In what? your toes, I love it, and in your elbows, it's and then you'll like, weirdly, you'll think of it, dude, you'll think of it, and you'll, just, you'll if you're actually paying attention, and like usually takes me a while. My brain's like, yeah, I'm thinking about other shit, but if I'm actually paying attention, it's like, okay, feel my elbow, I feel my knees, I feel my toes, and then I go to bed. Yeah. But like, honestly, man, that app has like saved my mental health in like in in a respect because like. Like you, with, with I feel like with creative jobs in general, you're always sort of wanting to have your next best idea, and that can come at any time in the day. It yeah. can come in the morning, can come in the afternoon, can come at three in the morning when you're trying to fucking get to sleep. And like, I feel like um, mental health and taking care of it, and like taking moments where you step away from cr- creative work is as important as entertain entertaining the ideas at 3 a.m or like you know what i mean so i think what's cool too is we've all been in a situation where we've all been blessed with doing something we love and getting paid for it Mm -hmm. and it's it's important to know that um that it still becomes a job and it's still like anything else. Yeah. It's still like walking into an dude. office on a Thursday when you're just like, fuck, I don't want to be here or whatever. You still have those days. It doesn't matter how much you love yeah, that's, your fucking that's, job. That's the biggest difference is like you could like, for instance, photography, dude, I think about it every minute of every day. Like it's the only thing that matters to me mm-hmm. from like a passion standpoint. 
But then I'm like sitting there editing a wedding for like a year, it feels like. And by the end of it, dude, I'm like, I fucking hate taking pictures. Like the editing just takes over his life. It's like I wish I could just do the shooting. That's pretty much all it was with Sasquander Hey editing after editing. Oh, for sure. So honestly, like I so I find now with the position I have now with tourism Saskatchewan, it's a lot more just like I'm like I feel like I'm so more yeah, of let's a, get into that a, video, a videographer yeah like I'm, Love it. I'm less of less, a jack of all I'm trades. less out there doing like all sorts of things like interviewing people I'll go get a bunch of footage and stuff but I've so I had like a really good month of getting content and going out there and capturing all these things and it's and then I'll get into like three or four weeks and they're pretty flexible with letting me kind of work from home if I if I need to but I literally I have a cubicle in the tourism oh, shit. office cool. yep. where sometimes nice I like you can go get it done. go in there kind of thing. But I have this cubicle and if I go there five days in a row, eight to five to edit, I get real bummed out. Yeah. Like I start to like wonder what the hell I'm doing with Man, my I life. F- and I'm like, I'm that. editing these videos that I love. It's my exact, it's literally, I wouldn't even, even when I'm at like the lowest points, I still probably wouldn't change it. But there's a lot of times where I'm like, is this really is this really what I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and it's like, shit, I feel man. Like that's like, normal though. Like, go for a run and clear your head and totally, get back man. at it. But I, I was talking to a photographer like maybe a few days ago, and he asked me, um, "What does success mean to you?" So, like, what oh. what would you? What does that mean to you? Success. I'm going to relay everything to happiness and like, so I don't care. Cause I've like, and I'm sure traveling for you guys, you can see people on the hillside in Peru on ha- all, like all fours picking, picking corn to make their fricking sandwich or make their sandwich, <laughs> make their, to bread. make their corn cobs. <laughs> 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 no, but I totally but you see people you mean, that man. are just like happy wherever so my success to me is being able to find happiness in any situation yeah whether it's money related or not totally obviously agree. obviously money does it motivate plays a, plays a role but i've never had enough money to be like oh i got i've got to be fucking rich one day like if i can charge ten thousand dollars for a video so you mean sus wonder do they pay you like a salary when you yeah, yeah you, you get paid good i think it's like 60 G? 60 grand yeah that's good oh, well, so it's sweet man. that's so all you the, need dude the wander that that program was <laughs> was ridiculous and great because i that's good because that was amazing like your benefits, first probably. legit salary you got benefits you probably could go to the dentist and not have to worry about it <laughs> government life yeah i gotta take a piss can I, we uh you guys keep talking yeah dude i feel like um like success for me is like because we were talking about how like with photography and with videography, even though you love it, it can still be daunting at times. Oh, yeah. And, and like, for me, success is just getting to do whatever I want, whenever I want to do it at any moment in my life. Like, That's a solid way to think about it. Because I, I just feel like, at the end of, like, for me, personally, money has never been a motivating factor. Like, this last year, I made more money than I've ever made in my life, and I feel like it was kind of my most mundane year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wasn't necessarily doing all of the things that I wanted to do this year, yet I made the most money. Because you're putting in work, you're grinding it out, man. Yeah, and I and I feel like I miss just 
making less money and doing the things that I actually want to do. Yeah, that's that's a funny funny topic because the, like I said when I moved to when I lived in Vancouver, I moved out there, I bartended, I hiked and I just I would work a bar shift so I'd work sometimes I'd work 4 hours and they'd be like you're cut. So I'd be like, "Oh shit, I got a free night. Who's playing at the Commodore tonight?" Like just oh, go catch a show or whatever. Know, like you just get these that. like surprise days off. I remember waking up on a Wednesday in Vancouver and just being like I can do whatever the fuck I want right now. Yeah. I have an entire day to just either seize or lounge on <laughs> or the couch yeah. or go lay in totally. the grass or go like wander around. If I wanted to drink coffee and sit at the seawall for the afternoon, I could do that. If I wanted to climb a mountain, if I wanted to drink some beers on a patio, it was rock and roll. Like life doesn't happen like that anymore. I feel like I, and I, I miss that i feel like vancouver almost brings that out in you because there is so much different things you can do every single day like you said the seawall man i have so many fond memories of just being alone at the seawall by myself walking running skateboarding whatever yeah there's a the seawall i love it but there's you know it's just a guy feels like he can't make time for that at now yeah, and I don't know why. That's something like a mental thing that I got to get over. Why do you like, think that is? No, I, I, you know what I feel like it is, is because now we're kind of in a situation where it's as flexible as it feels like it can be sometimes. It's pretty rigid in terms of schedule. Like, yeah, like no. especially in, during the winter. Like we have a really long winter here. There's eight months or six months, let's say, of winter. And really daylight hours that you have today. Like today I woke up by the time I got to work, it was finally daylight. But when I was driving to work, it was dark as fuck. When I was driving back dark as fuck. Like what can you really do in the dark? <laughs> like it, it's just like, dude, you can do a lot, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but what, what kinds of, productive things can oh do. well let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> elaborate good sir <laughs> and that's when the podcast took a turn <laughs> no i don't know i think i think a guy has to as as a musician a photographer a videographer whatever it is you do as an electrician as a father you, you have just to make have to you have to make time but it's hard to justify nothing. That's what I find. Like I have anxiety now when I sit down to watch Netflix because I feel like I'm not being productive. Man, I'm exactly I'm like, the same. Like I, a, he's not that way at dude, all. Dude, antidepressants are great. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, dude, he will literally smash an entire season in a day. Well, man. He's seen everything that I can even think about to, on Netflix. To be honest. What do you like, recommend? Uh, man, I could take you through a book. And uh, so like my life is, is a little bit different. I am a single guy. I, I do have creative outlets. Obviously I play music and I play in a band. Um, but it's very like I play bass. So, <laughs> but, but, but my life is really different. Like I don't have to, um, I've, I did what you guys have done. I, I worked my ass off for four years and traveled Canada and, and lived in a van and traveled from place to place and wrote music and, and grinded for a hundred dollars a week. 
I did all that to get me to the point where I am now, where I I don't have to do that anymore. Where where things are a little bit easier for me. Um, so I, I feel like that's not the real reason. Though. I feel like you now, after doing, let's say, all that, I feel like now you kind of know how to sort of kick back. I do. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, you, I feel like I, I don't know that right now. I You probably don't know that. Because really, like, do you, do you ever relax? Like, I never do. And I always pretend like I want to or like, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to bed at nine tonight. And then I fucking stay up till three in the morning, yeah. like doing nothing. But See, like, yeah. to me, it's something, you know what I mean? If I say, I, if I say I never relax, it's, it's a lie, but it doesn't feel like relaxing. Cause say I'll get a, I'll get to Friday and I'm like, I don't have any, I'm not working this weekend. I'm not doing anything. And then I'll just end up occupying my time with, with friends and just keeping my mind busy. Yeah. I never relax in terms of just being with myself. Yeah. I have a hard time just reading a book. I can't focus. And that's why I need to get back on headspace that we talked about. Cause I can't even give attention to 20 pages of a book every few nights to yeah. just like, I'm, I'm a little bit similar. I think like I, I do love reading and there has definitely been uh, like periods in my life where I, I feel like I can hunker down and like really delve into like whatever it is. But I'm a little bit like you in the sense that like, I just can't calm the attention span. Like it's almost like I have ADHD. Yeah. You know, 100%. I think I do. But do you I think, think, I think I do too. But is it, I think we all do. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> every like creative mind. No, I feel you know like, what it is? I, I feel like it's, um, the way sort of the culture has gone with the internet. Like I was, uh, there's this really good, I don't know if it's like a journal, like an, um, a journal, like a scholastic journal or whatever. Scholastic. 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 Yeah. I don't know. Scholarly. If it, I don't know if it's, yeah, scholarly. That's what it is. I don't know if it's like a scholarly article, but I saw a lecture by this guy and, um, it's called, is Google making us stupid? And it was really, it it touched upon all of like the things that I actually feel all the time about attention spans and like, you can't fully naturally engage in a conversation, um, without sort of getting sidetracked or without having some sort of like attention deficit interruption. Oh man. I like example of that in my brain i go on say youtube for something i'm like i need an i need a sound effect so i'll log on to not even youtube not even a site specific yeah i'll walk to my kitchen i'll open up my laptop because i need to look up one thing (laughs) and then all of a sudden it's like (laughs) two hours later and it's not even that it's like it's like i'll open up my laptop and my head will be like oh shit like go to the other room and write down that you need to get fucking paper towel. Yes. I'll walk in, open up my closet and I'll be like, Oh, that's dirty. Start Dude. cleaning that up. And then it's like, Oh shit, what's that? Grab this, move it out. And I'm like, why am I doing laundry right now? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What got so, me here? So like, do you think that is like, a, a, a like, um, specific to you? Like, do you think that's an inherent trait that you have? Or do you think that that's like, a product of your environment. Cause I genuinely feel like 
we are all sort of products of that. Like I'm, I related to everything you just said there, dude. Like <laughs> I have so much trouble, like really engaging in one thing and not like, like squirrel. Like, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. I just have such a tough time, whether it's in anything I do, like laundry is a perfect example. Like, I'll go downstairs and I'll fucking all of a sudden be on YouTube for an hour sitting on a chair in my laundry room, forgetting I'm down there to do laundry. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, and that's, that's just it. I've, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and I was saying how like, Oh, it's just like a busy, I feel like all I've done this week is work. We're like, well, I feel like all you ever say you do is work. I'm like, yeah, but a lot of times I'll be like, Oh, I need to stay home and edit tonight. And then I'll end up getting caught up in, I'll literally organize every file on my computer. I'm like, oh, that hard drive <laughs> from 2015, <laughs> I need to, I need to like <laughs> organize it month to month and put folders and blah, blah, blah. And then I'll watch a YouTube tutorial on like how to properly the organize way, your stuff. Yeah. And then I'll go through, I'm like, oh shit, I should do that for all my hard drive. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I got Dude. like a month long project. And I'm like, how did this happen? And all I'm the work never... you were supposed to do just falls by the wayside. <laughs> and then you end up spending like three nights in a row catching up. But it's, basically. you know, pressure makes diamonds though. Oh, I, yeah. I completely agree. Like my whole life, 100%. I've been a procrastinator, like yeah. my entire life. And it's not by laziness. Like I'm not lazy at all. Yeah. It's by, it's like by design like by my the way my brain works it's like when i start to feel like there's pressure i start to be able to like navigate this this space that i don't normally get into one one hundred percent this the talk that i was that i was speaking at an event tonight and i had known about it for weeks and it was one of those things where i was like not only did i leave it till like Usually I'll be the night before and then I'll cram it out. But I had other projects that I had to work on. So I literally started at noon Today. and I'm like, I have two hours <laughs> to piece this presentation together. And it's a, a lot of it in my own head is I trust that even if I'm ill prepared, I'll be able to pull it off. I think it's because of your goofiness. I feel like, cause for me too, when I do a presentation, like I did one in Atlanta like maybe a year ago or something. And I was so nervous because I knew that all the people were way smarter than me. Like I shouldn't have been there. I shouldn't have been presenting. These people were all literally like on photography. No, it was on, um, it was on this like, uh, marketing tool that our, uh, company was like the, the pilot project of it. So I was kind of like the first guy to try this tool. And I was supposed to present on like how this tool helped, and I, I knew I was just out of my element, dude. I'm, I was young and all these people are like 50. And, um, I literally remember the day of panicking being like, I'm not ready for this. I have nothing really prepared. And then, yeah. And then it came down to my goofiness taking over and literally like saving my life. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that probably happened to you tonight. Like just yeah. your, your personality kind of saves you every time. So you don't get so. Yeah. Just when in doubt, just tell, tell some funny stories. Yeah. It's just like it, <laughs> it'll work. Yeah. Like I started my presentation by, uh, rattling off funny sounding, um, towns in Saskatchewan. 
Like <laughs> we have so many, dude, dude. You probably know all about that. Yeah, you yeah. probably know way more. But like, it was just funny because these people are from America and they look at me already like, as like the what? fucking weird Canadian dude. <laughs> and I'm I'm sitting there being like, so I'm from this little place. You know, we have towns called Urine, Elbow, fucking Drink Water, <laughs> like yeah. all these random ass names. And then so like right there, you kind of. Yeah, you break the ice. As soon as I, any sort of thing, even in any social scenario, if I like came in here and neither of us laughed for 10 minutes, I'd be uncomfortable. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same with um, any sort of presentation. I'm like, if I can break the ice That's with, it's a, all about, with a joke, then all my nerves are gone. So like, every, everything chilled. I've ever written has been to get a joke right off the bat. And then after mm-hmm. that, my nerves are gone. And then yeah. it's just like, okay, then the rest of the stuff will just come as it will. But how did you, uh, how was your presentation tonight? Presentation tonight went good. I, as soon as the crowd started rolling in, I had a lot of like, where was bo- it? Borderline at tourism moose jaw. Where had a lot of, uh, like right by the moose. Yeah. <laughs> Mac the moose. Mac, Mac the moose. The moose yeah, bro, the world's building, largest moose. Which get is right. actually it's super nice in there. Is it? Yeah, yeah it's that, beautiful. But you know what I want to know, man? I want to know the most beautiful place you've been to in Saskatchewan. The most beautiful place I've been in Saskatchewan. Is, and and uh, there, or, or the place that you like the most, whichever one. Or no, both. no. First, the most beautiful place. Second, the place you like the most. Okay, the most beautiful place in terms of scenery. Yeah. Um, my happy place in all of the province. I didn't even visit as the Saskatchewander, and I'm ashamed of that, but it's right on top of Castle Butte in the Big Muddy Valley, pretty oh, close shit. to my hometown where I grew up. Is that the like place that has kind of like the, I don't know what they're called, Do, like not dunes, but... It's it's, like, it's like badlands, badlands. Bad so like, that's like what it's clay called. And you just you're cruising yeah, around that's the prairies, what it's and then you just lines. drop in, and then it's just this massive butte just stands kind of out in the middle of nowhere, all oh, on its sure. own. You can yeah. you can climb up to the top of it in like I know the two, exact spot you're thinking. Two minutes. About. There's a million photos. Like it's like Saskatchewan Seven Wonders kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it's it is my favorite place. But there was actually why just memories i guess association we'd go out there growing up to do it and then as we grew older we'd like cruise out there and have some beers on top of it and watch the yeah. sunset and you'd take like a date there and you'd go there just like yeah. as like it was like 40 minutes i hiked there once i walked from my town like people people where i grew up like there's not hiking down in Cornac. right my cousin and i just threw on backpacks from our hometown there we just started walking down a grid road for like 20k camped in the valley and then just followed the valley and just made our own trail on like cow trails hike there and it was like one of the coolest things so ever. do you think that like your experiences uh the feelings that you get from your experiences are more based on how you went through that experience versus wow that place is scenically beautiful oh 100 percent. yeah, yeah that's like, what that's what you would say yeah, is the, like what makes it is your that your own personal experience with a, a certain place yeah. sir. so and unbiased the the first place you went to when you were the sasquander uh, a place that you went to that you had never been to before yeah what place really st- sticks out in your mind beachy uh beachy sand castles oh where's nice. that you ever heard of those beachy saskatchewan is on the northwest side of 
Lake Diefenbaker. So oh, if nice. you go elbow, elbow. you had mentioned earlier. Yeah. So if you go to elbow, actually don't go to elbow, go to rivers, Riverhurst. Okay. Like where the sand take, dunes are? Or take what? the ferry. No, leader is where the, the sand ferry? is. So go to, go to, go to oh, Riverhurst, yeah, Riverhurst man. load your car up on the ferry, that, take the ferry crazy. across Lake Diefenbaker. A ferry on Lake Diefenbaker. Dude, Diefen dude the that's... highway ends at act, at one point, actually. Oh, that's crazy. It's flat out. Like, it's in, flat out so ends, funny. and you literally in Saskatchewan have to take a ferry across a lake. <laughs> and and cool. in, like, so pretty, like, in the middle of winter, there's an ice road. You go across Diefenbaker on an ice road, and that's something so I didn't cool. get around to. But, Holy shit. So you go across to Beachy is the name of the community, and then... Tabichi? Just Beachy. Tabichi. I think it's just Habib. B. Habichi. <laughs> 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 but, uh, beachy and then this you literally go to the town and you can just ask any local like okay what's the like rural directions to get me and they'll just be like oh hang down like head down 10 miles that way hang a left <laughs> at, like, at jerry's farm take a right at the grain bins yeah, and then yeah, you're yeah. there and so it's far away then from moose jaw you or from it, let's say like, from elbow Ooh, like from elbow you'd have to go down through riverhurst i wouldn't know from here Jesus, hour and what's a half. this guy supposed to know? Hour like and a half. Or? Well, no, I, I guess I'm just curious because it seems like it's like you could be there in an, an hour. An dude, Alaska, dude, like, dude, you've never like driven a Riverhurst and the highway like I did when I played hockey. I did when I played hockey, but I was how far is elbow from here? I don't know. Uh, like, elbow is about an hour and a half. Yeah. Okay, so the beach you'd probably be two hours in. Okay, but so like Stoon or something. Can you yeah, picture? Yeah. Can you have you ever seen this beachy sandcastles? Before? I haven't, man. But I I, I went to the sand dunes once. Is it? Is yeah, it, I never. What even, is I it? haven't even been to Leader. What is it? So it's basically like a, this Castle Butte that I speak of. It's like a crazy kind of similar idea, but it doesn't stand on its own. Way bigger, like huge. Just like the way the weather has just it. Nice. What do you mean? Everyone, it stand on you its guys, own? and anyone listening, if you've made it this far. Fucking Beauty. rock and roll. Yeah. Google you're, beachy you're, sandcastles if you're not. Oh, oh they've made yeah. it this far. If you've made it this far, you're a little dumb, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. No, if they haven't made if it this far, they haven't made it this far. They're, yeah, they're not. All right. uh, optimism. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Seriously, the beachy, beachy sandcastles are incredible. It's on private land. Be respectful. But what do you mean by it's, um, it stands on its own? So Castle Butte is literally like man on an area. And it's just like what makes it fascinating is it's just this structure that just pops out from. So if you fall off the edge, you just fall off a of Castle Butte, but it's not like a gradual hill and then you're on the top of it. Like it's like a peak. Yeah. Yeah. You know, do you know what Castle? I know exactly the place you're talking about because I know. Ex yeah. I, 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 I feel like I did a bad job of explaining that. No. no, no. no uh, you know what? No, because I, I, I know exactly the place you're talking about, so you couldn't have done that bad. Like, especially if people from Sask are actually listening to this. Well, yeah, I mean, and we they've did, seen it, we they did would drink know. a whole case of Pilsner. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> between between four people, that's not that bad. Uh, you, you know, um, three people. <laughs> so Between six people. <laughs> between <laughs> ten people. <laughs> One beer each. Uh, so I want to know... Um, I think it's amazing that you were given the opportunity to do that. I mean, Saskatchewan is a is a place that is, I mean, celebrating arts is a new thing in Saskatchewan. Um, and I know it from being in music and and you know it now from being in like uh, for being Wander and for being Tourism Sask. Um, I want to know um, what the future holds for you. What are, are your plans 
I mean, you did that. That was such an amazing opportunity. You got to wander Saskatchewan. You got to meet cool people. You got to taste some great food. You got to meet some some cool communities. <laughs> you got to stay with some awesome people. Um, in regards to Sask, do you have any future plans or do you want to kind of branch out of Sask now or are you kind of done with Sask? Uh, good question, man. No, I'm not. I'm definitely not done with Sask. I think there's still a ton of Sask to be discovered, showcased, um, all of the above. I uh, obviously want to keep pursuing this career in tourism and if I can help bring the Saskatchewan tourism, if I can help bring that to a larger audience, mm-hmm. well, I shouldn't say if, like when we, uh, like our team kind of does that, we will. I also do a lot of freelance videography and Love photography it. and stuff. So, and um, how do we, how do we follow you on Instagram and shit? Just Hilts, Hilts Andrew. Hilts on, Andrew? Yeah. Look me up on there. There's not as much outrageous stuff as, uh, are you, what's your Instagram story outrageousness <laughs> dude, level dude, compared to your Instagram brothers? Not even close. Man. <laughs> I don't compare to this guy, man. I'm surprised you even watch his stories, dude. Dude, I'm surprised that anybody watches my shit. <laughs> Every time I'm like, I'll get in like a mood. And then I'll wake up the next day and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then, dude, I don't get it. Like, yeah. It's cool, man. At least you're engaging, right? Oh, that's, that's fun. You There's some, see, that. see, I'm some so good honest, a, but see, I'm a supportive brother. <laughs> yeah, you're a supportive brother. That's fair. <laughs> but no, that's, um, that's where I hide out. I don't do anything on anything else. I try to stay off Facebook now, unless it's for work. I go on Twitter just for the sake of Twitter. To post, I go on Twitter for my news. The post stuff. To be honest. News? Yeah. yeah. News. Oh, shit. And nudes. Oh, nudes. Yeah. That's where I get my gay porn. Um, uh, but <laughs> no, but like what, um, what do you think? that you have learned kind of in your, I guess, cause you're, you're, I guess the, the length of your career has been like different jobs, but in the past three years, yeah. it's kind of been on the same trajectory of making videos, creating content. What have you kind of taken away from all of that? And what did you take away from the Saskwander experience and how have you brought that into your new role as the tourism Saskatchewan, I guess you're a content creator, videographer. Yeah. So in, in terms of videography, I've learned a tremendous amount of technical things, but on like, if I was to give some advice to like young up and coming videographers, it would be just don't let people tell you what, you should create Mm -hmm. you'll get in in videography and in photography and in anything people are going to say this is this is what people want this we want one minute of this we don't want long form we want flashy cuts we want cool transitions this is what's hip right now like if you're color if you're if you're into that if you're into that do it but try and figure out a way to make it yourself or go the completely opposite way watch any video that i do and I'm clean cuts. 90% of the time I'm clean swipes and that's how I love to edit. And that's a simple way to do things, but do whatever the fuck it is that you want to do. Well, I yeah. mean, that's how you got the job. You were just being your authentic self and goofing around. And, and I, I you- feel like that is the, the like takeaway from it is like, if you're authentic, it's going to translate to an, 
to people that want to watch you. Like literally when I watched your Sasquander video, dude, I was like, and I had kind of known you at this point, like we had been following each other on Instagram or whatever. But when I watched the video, I like genuinely had a laugh. <laughs> and, I, and I very rarely genuinely have a laugh, especially with like people that are like, that I know, like, and are creating things. I very rarely like howl sitting at home by myself. But when I watch your video, it was hilarious because it was just creative as fuck. Like you're interviewing your auntie by playing it off as if she's like the vice or the, I love the it. principal of a school. Like, <laughs> cool, man. And, uh, and I feel like that's really what it's kind of about is like, at the end of the day, you can be as technical and as amazing at making videos as you can. But if you're not telling the story that is like authentically you and, and who you are, then you're really just being another dude making videos. It's yeah. not, you're not some guy telling stories. Yeah. Give, give context to what you're doing, do in video and in, in photo as well. Like I, I struggle with that too. Whereas like, do you let a photo speak for itself? Do you tell a story? Do you write these big things? And this is a whole another topic for another day. But yeah, on social media, still, the, the amount so of true. questions involved. For and, sure. and that's another piece of advice is like, don't eat yourself up over one piece of content. Like mm-hmm. it's a, I don't know how like writers and musicians and people that do things for really considerable amounts of times. Like I'm talking years into one piece. Yeah how they like put that out into the world. When I release a two minute video that I worked on for like a week or two weeks or three, it's like, it's like dropping off. It's like what I feel like a small portion of like, it's like I'm bringing my like kid to school. Like I hope everyone likes it. (laughs) And it's something I worked on for like one week. I can't like, I have a friend who's a good buddy of mine is a musician in Regina and he's been working on an album for a while. I'm like, I don't know how, like, I don't know where your head would be when you release that because it, like, it's, it's so good, dude. but it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm so attached to like these dude, things. I don't, that I, I don't release anything unless I'm super stoked on it. Yeah. But really? Cause like when I, understand. I, when, when we were like recording with desert Island, I was terrified. Yeah. But you weren't in on anything and we released. No, but dope sick. Yeah, and we like never, those, we never. No, I know, it. but I had anxiety prior to the, all of that, like, yeah. because it was for me. It was like, for us as a band, we loved this these new songs that we we're wanting to put out, but it was fucking terrifying, dude. Oh, yeah, like man. I had never felt like that sort of level of anxiety, and I don't know why, because I like don't really care what anyone thinks but for some reason with with that with with that i guess um i think there's creative outlet i think that there is something to be said about releasing something that's super vulnerable like that and, and personal. you um being with sask wonder and tourism sask um and us being in bands and 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 us even even doing, the podcast and us yeah, even podcast. doing this right now um there's a risk that you are willing to always take. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that there's something beautiful about, about wanting to put it out there and not necessarily caring or thinking everybody, too much about it. If everybody likes it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is 
you know, maybe something that school doesn't teach us growing up is that you can put out things that not that's not going to be right yeah. and that's not going to be correct and that's not going to necessarily be everything that the group think is going to be yeah. associating with. And I think that that's what's cool about us being creative here, you being Tourism Sask, you kind of organizing this, me being in bands and all of that is that we're willing to take accept the risk that people aren't going to like us. And I think that that is what is amazing about being creative. And I think mm-hmm. that that's important because For it's sure. that, it's that like, it's that dislike or that. It's what every creative deals with. Like exactly. It's the tension between I love what I'm doing, but like there are going to, it's going to be met with a, certain amount of people that might not feel the same way that I feel about this baby that I've been fucking nursing for the past however long like with these uh, and I feel like that's and I feel like when you guys were talking about pressure that is what keeps driving us doing that is the fact that we know that not everyone is going to like what we are going to offer the world Mm -hmm. but the fact that we do it is kind of what keeps us going and, yeah. and and those people who don't like it and may not like the content or may not agree with us they're the ones that we internally want to appeal more to mm-hmm. because we're we're driving like that that dislike is kind of what is like driving us to create something so good and so much better and and is what keep it is what's keeping our creative mind going so yeah, Absolutely, yeah, man. Like, what do you what right. do you think about? Uh, so now you're We're working sharing a beer. Now it's the last nice, place, buddy. So that's, you're that's now um, full on with tourism, Saskatchewan. Yeah. How has um, how has the transition been from having like a really sort of um, flat? I don't know if you'd call it flexible, but yeah. uh, Sasquander job to being tourism Saskatchewan is it pretty seamless like are they very similar or have you been kind of yeah working out of an office has been interesting and they're been really good and like have been uh helping me along the way kind of get things like helping me be comfortable enough to create the best kind of content but it's definitely been an interesting learning curve and it's not like having it having it be a 40 hour work week is one of those things where i like I'll crave more work so i've been like seek and i don't know why but i've been like seeking out anything like i don't know why i want to be busy all the time isn't but, it weird yeah it, we all work this this 40 hour work week you me frank but there's still some part of us that like wants a little bit extra like you want something extra we all have this great opportunity of being able to be in a privileged society where we can work 40 hours a week but there's still this creative mind that wants something extra like for us doing this for you like doing extra things and coming on this and all of that so there's always that drive to do something else yeah i i i kind of want to eliminate the 40 hour work week 
from my yeah. situation. Like, like I feel like when you set a schedule to do things, that it kind of you you end up being less productive. Like, yeah. Yeah. for me, I can work twenty hours a week at whatever moment in time that I feel like working, and be way more productive than if I worked 40 hours a week, eight to five every week. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if I, if I worked when I felt inspired and when I felt like energized and doesn't matter what time of day it is, whether it's in the night or whether it's in the morning, I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like I really, um, am just so much more productive in whatever it is I'm doing. No, 100%, man. Yeah, pick your, like, optimal hours and just know, you know, if I wake up at, if I want to work until the early hours of the morning, wake up at 10, just relax till noon and just bang out two hours of work. Right. Of course. Two, um, like, super hyper-productive hours of work. Yeah. Oh, man. Sometimes those are the best, those are the most productive times that you have i mean when you have those two hours of absolute creativity where you're like oh my god i gotta get this shit done you do it okay what are the what are the hours so say somebody said you you have eight hours a day what hours of the day do you want to designate those for two? me i don't know it's a like, different yeah it's different because every single day is different you do feel the same every single day no, but I never feel like see? waking up in the morning is a good time for me. Oh, really? Sure, sure, see, sure. I'm the opposite. I feel like before noon, I'm the most productive. And, and then, then afternoon, right it's just like, okay, like. Understandable. Like everyone has their own schedules. Um, for me, I need the, the like um, consistency of responsibility. So I need. You need that to, to work feel. Not, I, you, I need that. You need to like, feel responsible for something. I need that, like, boom structure. You, you have, yeah, you have this structure. You have eight hours to do this, and you do it. Yeah. Like, um, for I me, I'm different. That, I was never dude. a procrastinator, so I'd have a ten-page paper due in ten days, and I'd do a page a day. That's so crazy. I was oh, that's weird. so yeah. weird. One so, time, so I was that <laughs> type of person. That's I was a different type weird. of person. Isn't that fucked up? It's I was that kind of, or I'd Dude, have a test. I'm so I, I'd have like say I'd have a midterm in two weeks. I'd study for an hour a day for two weeks straight, and just by the time that last day came, it would all be in my head. No problem. Boom. Oh, that's. That's actually cool. I envy that. I no, envy no, that it, too. Like, dude, I remember writing a thirty-six page term paper in one night. See, I when never I had to, to do that. And if I did, I would have started. I got a B plus. Uh, uh, nice. And if I did, I, I would have started black. thirty-seven days. You're <laughs> blacked. <laughs> I was blacked. I literally remember buying a case of beer and posting up at West Mall and SFU. How do you do that? Thirty-six pages, dude. I still Unreal, have the paper and everything. Man. I was blown away when I got a B plus. I feel like the teacher just liked me, but one night, like I could never plan ahead like that ever. Okay, but I always do that. You never told me. So eight hours. You're given your boss at your job says pick your hours. I just need you to work your forty hours a week. I would still do. Would you stick? You would wake up. I'd still do eight to five. Eight to five. Yeah. What would yours be? And you would even have like a, you'd have your one hour lunch break at noon. I I would actually even still go to the gym at six. I would still do the That's eight to five. So fucked. Yeah. What would yours oh. be? 
I think it, at the earliest I'd start at 10, but I get most of my work done like after supper. That's I love cool. putting on a pot of coffee. and Hemingway uh, did too. Oh man, just staying up till the early hours. There's nothing, nothing's dinging. Nothing is, there's no distractions if you don't let it be. Like if you go to work in the morning, there's whether it's emails or just things going off, there's just always distractions. But that, that's what way. I love about the early morning too. Like I understand yeah, the after supper true. thing because it's kind of similar to like. No, but if you need your juices going, you got to have some coffee, you got to relax. Totally get it, man. I, yeah. Like I, when I worked shutdowns, which was SAS oh, Power Joe. How I bad was, was that? I loved it. Oh, you did? Yeah, I loved it. Weird. <laughs> Why just you love it? was it? just a weird because it was just, like, it was hard work, but it was just a few hours a day. But it would be, I would work night shift. So my schedule was, my schedule was working up or waking up, sorry, and just you hanging loved it, out. Though? Yeah. And I just, I, I got so used to between that job, working nights and then bartending. I got used totally. to my days being my days and my nights being the time I work, whether that was like, yeah. whether that was early, early in the evening, starting at like five o'clock and finishing a shift at like 11 at night, yeah, or yeah. whether that was starting at eight and work until eight in the morning kind of thing. For me, That's I just fe- my for brain. me, I feel like it's, uh, as soon as I get into like a structured routine, that's when I start to feel like I need out. Yeah. So, like, for me, I feel like if I had to pick eight hours or, like, a schedule to work, it would be kind of different every day. Like, I'd do an early morning one for maybe two days, have a day off, and then do, like, nights. Like, almost like a nurse or something. You know what okay. I mean? Like Get a little shift work in your I'm life. Such yeah. a weird, I'm such a weird guy because even when I went with a year of unemployment and I was just in school, I, I made it, like, my priority to, to write music but I would get up on my days off, get up at nine. I'd have a cigarette. I'd be in my home studio by 10 and I'd be writing until about five and then I'd end it and I'd watch TV until I go to bed. So like, even when I have a loose like schedule, I'm the kind of guy that's like, it needs to have to have some level of structure. I need to, because I'm not very well disciplined like you guys where I can, where I can be like, yeah, it's I'm not well disciplined. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I feel no, like, I feel like almost I'm no, the but there's still a level like, it's just different. It's like, I'm, I, I need to have almost like this internal boss in my head. Mm-hmm. That's like, you have to start at nine. Yeah, you have to, if yeah. you don't, you're a piece of shit. For me, like telling my brain it's time to work is putting on a pot of coffee at nine at night because really coffee, so awesome. coffee as as you smell fires it. me up. Oh like man, coffee if sure. I have if I have coffee at nine, I'm not sleeping till right. three, four in the morning. So it's like, well, I don't have a like, I don't have a TV, awesome. I don't have anything. If I just am not feeling it with work, I'm just laying awake in my bed. So mm-hmm. I put on a pot of coffee and it's like Ah, fucker, you're Time committed. To you're yeah, committed totally. to six to hours of work now, buddy. You I love better, it. I love it. You better get this done. Mm-hmm. And so, so how cool. does that work then with uh, tourism Sask? Because I'm assuming you can't if, work. If it. I get if I get like right in the zone, I'll email my boss and I'll just say like I'll literally send an email at three in the morning with the Dropbox link to the finished video oh, nice. and say put in eight hours last night. Like got the video. Oh, done that's nice that they allow that. And they're happen. just like sweet. So when I when I put in the videos for the most part like there's there's never really strict deadlines that's the cool thing like the most the most stressful thing about tourism is 
in your own head 90% yeah. of the time. It's like, yeah. oh, I got to get this video from like this fall trip in PA out. Right. While it's still While relevant. It's still yeah. fall. fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Shit, the snow. Dude, all my content's irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then totally. it's like, you just, uh, wait, wait, wait. Take, a, take a step that. back. No one gives a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one. It's PA first yeah. off. Yeah. But it's funny though that there is that like internal self pressure because like even with photography for me, like I've I've been trying to edit this one portrait session that I did in the summer and I can't even do it right now because it's winter out. I'm just like, I just can't <laughs> deal with it right now. Like mm-hmm. because by the time I do it, it's gonna be winter and no one in my mind no no one's gonna give a fuck but really nobody cares at the end of the day we like beat beat ourselves up about nothing get it out there it's just on in somebody's face for two seconds yeah they either scroll or (laughs) and then it's gone forever like we engage so like intimately and intensely with like one thing and then it's literally just consumed like this and never seen again ever like like this podcast yeah you, like no one will ever listen to this twice are you, ever are you no, kidding me i'm losing my job lo- over this for sure <laughs> <laughs> no maybe me well, too. luckily it's not very I might luckily too. it's not very big so <laughs> i will not lose my job this is on this. the web this is here forever like if i have ever dude this is just you, this is you out know, there you know what's cool though is we'll be able to show our kids one <laughs> one time when they're when they're like dad you're embarrassing me we'll be able to be like Man, listen to how cool your fucking dad was back yeah. back in 2018, yo. That, that thought gives me anxiety. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, the World Wide Web. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, but you know what? It's all good, man. And thanks a lot for coming, dude. It was really where, appreciate where it. Can, where can people find you? Yeah, just just go straight to Instagram and type in at Hilt Andrew, H-I-L-T-Z. A-N-D-R-E-W. I'll be hanging out there doing same weird stuff. Same with Twitter and all that shit. Twitter's the same, yeah. Anything Don't try to friend up, me on anything Facebook. Anything coming up that you can plug? Please don't. Actually, yes. If you guys are, seriously, once again, if you guys are hanging on, fucking rights. I appreciate fucking you. Fucking party, bud. But course, there's, uh, we're there's, uh, 90 minutes some, in. Some buddies of mine are releasing, or they just released an app called Krugo. It's cool. a travel app. And in probably around the time this podcast pops out, that a video that I have created with them to promote their app, kind of like a commercial is coming out. Yeah. So head over, check out at Krugo on Twitter, download the app. Spell that K R U G O. And it's a trip planning app. So if you guys ever want to go on a vacation, they have like, tickets to games it'll curate trips you can Holy get your shit. you oh, nice. get everything like your hotel rooms like it divvies up the pricing so it's deadly oh, for like bachelor parties yeah, or just if you're like hanging out with the boys boys or, go on boys boys or trip. girls trips like if you want Sick. if you have dates you can literally type in dates and they'll curate like you can go what? dates Sick. basketball and well if they want to sponsor this podcast fucking yeah, krugo www.krugo.com i think it's krugotravel.com krugotravel.com nice that's a couple guys from regina and I'm sure one of them would. Dope. Check it out. Fuck yeah. yeah. Sure. Check it out, man. Yeah, that'll nice. be good. Dude, super happy you came, yeah, man. You'll have that to come back. Awesome it's a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, dude. Have to do be it again. A I get, guest. To, I get yeah, to turn man. the tables, and I'm just strictly asking questions this time. I didn't get to know either of you boys <laughs> as deep as I should have. No, at, no, at the, end, at the end of the year, we'll have a guest of the year vote between our listeners yeah. and we'll see who wins but we'll we'll definitely have you but back do, we'll pick if up you have any questions to ask man no no problem you can ask yeah. anytime but um this was all about you we just wanted to get to know you we're super stoked that you came here man we love it Party. and you were amazing 
Hey, so, I appreciate it. You guys are amazing. Let's uh, let's just keep our entire like we started this podcast. Just keep the headphones we, on once we stop recording and just yeah. keep talking. No, like the next time, anytime we talk for the entire duration of our friendship, <laughs> let's podcast. Yes. <laughs> Like, dude, let's dude. document <laughs> our it. entire friendship. <laughs> I love Bring it. Bring this <laughs> set up. <laughs> there's something amazing about uh, not having your phone out for an hour. It's 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 incredible. And let's it, let's it bring these. Is, yeah. And it feels super dope hanging out dude, behind dude, these. Dude, dude, you're you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna drive home tonight and be like refreshed. Be yeah. like, holy fuck! I just talked for an hour straight and didn't yeah. look at my phone. I feel amazing. Yeah, I feel like that every time we do an episode. It's like, wow, like. That's how a conversation actually feels like. Exactly. And and you you sometimes think that the mics and the headphones hinder it. No, nah, but man. it really doesn't. Like, Makes it better. Pulls it. Yeah. Pulls it out of you because you want it out. Yep. That's yeah. what she said. <laughs> Sorry. <I did. laughs> All right, All right night, brother. Note, yeah. <laughs> See you next week. Every Monday. Later, man. I love to stay in chat. Above the beers around.